1956, Woody Guthrie wrote a very popular song called This Land Is Your Land. I tell you, that song had my heart as a child and it still grabs my heart today. It kind of went like this. This land was my land, this land is your land. From California to the New York Islands, from the redwood forests to the Gulf Stream waters, this land was made for you and me. Well, we used to claim that America's land did belong to us, but that is no longer the case. Increasingly, it is being taken from us a little bit more each day. Look around you. Our forests have been burned by government-sponsored arsonists. Rivers and soil beds all over the country have been poisoned by toxic chemicals from derailed trains, semi-tankers that spill over after they crash mysteriously, or other food-producing industry buildings are destroyed, real estate property has risen sharply just at the same time as inflation soars to the highest level in decades. What's going on? Strategic land adjacent to military installations is being bought across America, and some of our choicest farmland is being sold from under us to our most dangerous foreign enemy, the CCP. Domestic enemies in government and in the business sectors are all in on this same game of pillaging our land. They are taking our land away from us. This is no longer our land. Malaria recently has spread to American soil, likely from Bill Gates's own mosquito factories. And speaking of Bill Gates, he is buying up land to monopolize our food sources. He is now the largest landowner in America. And even now, conservative GOP politicians, the ones we kind of trusted, you know, they are selling out to the globalists, and to Green New Deal propagandists. Where is all of this going? What is happening, and how do we stop it? You're listening to Unity Without Compromise. I'm Dr. Steve LaTulip, your host. Today, I want to discuss this land that was once my land and was once your land. If we get right down to the heart of the matter, and we must because it truly is a heart issue, we have to stop the enemy that is stealing our own home from us. But I assure you that will require a change of heart for all of us. As we celebrated the 4th of July, the great Independence Day number 247, we have a lot of inspiration from good sources, maybe a lit off a few fireworks, but hopefully for a few seconds, you were reminded what America stands for, why we came here in the first place, what our country has accomplished 
despite failures, despite shortcomings, despite all the insincerities of man's heart, we made a great nation and we called it one nation under God. We put on our money that in God we trust. And we did to a large extent. But this 4th of July, Ben and Jerry, you know, the ice cream guys, told us that the United States exists on indigenous land. That was their 4th of July message. And they say that we need to give it back. Hello, Ben and Jerry. Say, what land is your business built upon? Their factory, their ice cream factory is in Waterbury, Vermont. Now, I'm a New Englander born and raised, and I can tell you that all that land belonged to the American Indians before the Europeans came to those shores. So, Ben and Jerry, I challenge you, put your money where your mouth is. Shall you lead by example? Sell your property. Sell it back to the Indians who no longer exist in that part of the country to a large part because they were wiped out. They wiped out themselves. The settlers killed many of them, bringing disease through wars. But go ahead, Ben and Jerry. If this is your 4th of July contribution, let's do what you say. Commit to returning the land that you now own and give it back. See, the truth is Ben and Jerry disgust me. They stand for nothing but selfish gain. They stand to serve those who would destroy America. And many people have done that in a really huge way. And I want to discuss this in detail today because the question we really need to ask is, could we even be part of the same problem? I hate to think that I am compromising with the enemy in any way. I would like to think that I could still be at least a landowner of a small bit of property on this earth and call it my home, call it my haven, my castle. But let's be realistic. The government wants you to have nothing. They will take everything they can from you. They are trying as hard as they can to squeeze blood from a turnip. And yes, you are the turnip. So I get utterly disgusted with people like Ben and Jerry. They have no heart. But you would expect that, wouldn't you, for some people? However, recently I read an article that was written by Daniel Horowitz. He is a prominent American defense attorney, and he is the senior editor of The Blaze. And he recently accused South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem of abusing her powers with regard to eminent domain. Now, eminent domain, if you don't understand that law, says that the government, the federal government, can take your property from you, whether you like it or not. You may fully disagree. You may fully claim that you own your land, but they can steal it from you. 
that's what eminent domain is. It is a very touchy law. It challenges us in everything that we, as at least traditional Americans, stand for. What is going on with Christy Noem? Well, Daniel Horowitz backs his statements, and it makes us wonder, does Christy actually side with green energy illusionists? What is she saying in her testimony that she recently gave before the House Natural Resources Committee regarding property rights of ranchers and farmers there in South Dakota I'm telling you, this is a struggle of the heart that Christy is going through right now. Okay, Christy Noam, now is decision time. You need to decide what you are going to really stand for because you cannot serve God and mammon, mammon being money. The Bible tells us that. You must pick or choose one or the other, and that goes for us as well. Christy Noem seems to have a conflict of interest, and I think that if we analyze her story, it might just provide a lesson for all of us. So let's analyze it a little bit. Let's take a look at what the real issue is with Christy Noem with regard to the carbon pipeline deal that she is enmeshed in right now. Is Christie compromising her integrity? Is she abusing eminent domain laws? Is Christie Noem enabling the government to abuse her own citizens as governor? See, eminent domain laws state that the government can take your private property, your land, if it serves a public use. Of course, you must be given fair compensation that I believe is in the Fifth Amendment or the 14th Amendment, rather. And um, yeah, you'll be paid fair compensation. But who decides what is fair? How valuable is that land to you versus the government? And what do we mean by public use? Let's face it, words have been redefined in the last several years greatly, much to the advantage of our corrupt government and to the disadvantage of we the people. And that is a problem. Is Christy Noem a part of this? Well, Christy says that eminent domain has its place, but does it have its place with regard to introducing a carbon pipeline deal? Well, Christy Noem thinks it does, and she has some evidence to support her. The Natural Gas Act of 1938 stated that federal powers could claim your land if it involved energy pipelines, natural gas pipelines specifically. The Natural Gas Act was actually amended in 1947, and it went a step further. It attacked our land further by allowing natural gas companies to have federal power to take your land so that they can lay their pipeline. 
Now, that would not go without a challenge, of course. And in 2018, the Third Circuit Court did challenge the issue in a case between Penn East Pipeline Company, LLC, versus New Jersey. And fortunately for the people, the decision ended with the pipeline company ending its land grab. But that doesn't mean we are clear and free. There's a bill that Christy Noem endorsed, fully supported the bill called H.R. 3397 that shackles BLM. That is very concerning to me because when they can seize all kinds of properties for the sake of utility for public use, they can do anything. They can claim anything. They can manipulate the law so that they can do whatever they want. And isn't that exactly what the government is saying right now? They actually believe that what we want, we take, and there's not a blooming thing you can do about it. That is concerning to me. But H.R. 3397 is a bill that requires the Bureau of Land Management, BLM, to withdraw a proposed rule relating to conservation and landscape health. You see, they're always claiming we want to save the earth. We have to save the earth. If we don't do something, we are going to perish, right? They've been saying that for ages. And yet here we are. But this bill that Christy Noem supports says that BLM would be prohibited from finalizing, implementing, or enforcing the proposed rule or any similar rule so much for the protect the environment facade. It is a game. See, when it comes to money, people are all ears. You won't find deaf ears when money talks. According to the article written by Daniel Horowitz, Christy Noem uh, has done some pretty atrocious thing. Christy, for example, has invested in an ethanol plant that is to produce natural gas. And that plant is integrated in serving a carbon, carbon pipeline interest. The company is called Granite Falls Energy. And it has proposed laying a controversial carbon dioxide pipeline through the state of North Dakota, as well as a few others. And Christie has been active in generating carbon pipeline policy. Now, what does that tell you about Christy Noem? Well, first of all, it tells us that she may very well be compromised. In March of 2022, just over a year ago, she did sign a bill to tax carbon dioxide pipelines. Hmm, what did she know? Suddenly, I'm beginning to smell that stench, you know, of a conflict of interest that says, hmm, I think I'm going to do something that is not exactly for the people, not in the best interest of the people. And then I learned that Christy Noem's biggest financial supporters are actually vested in this new pipeline technology to sequester carbon dioxide from, from plants that produce natural gas. Come on. Are you serious? 
This is all eyewash, but it ties into the very shady zero energy goal of Agenda 2030. You know, that agenda that AOC, Alexandria Cortez, dreamed of. It was a communist pipe dream. Klaus Schwab endorses it to push his globalist propaganda. Look at all the people who align with Agenda 2030, and there you have it, the real enemies of the people. Any way you look at it, any way you want to slice the green pie, the goals of Agenda 2030 are an unfruitful work of darkness. They are the devil's work. And that concerns me. It really raises the question, Christy, what are you doing? Why would you partake of this project? And what do you think she would say? I'm a little concerned. I'm concerned because Summit Carbon Solutions, who has offered the carbon pipeline deal, has some big plans for South Dakota. It affects South Dakotans in a huge way. And it all ties into Agenda 2030. What's it really all about? It's about enslaving the entire planet so that a few spineless, heartless, soulless elites might rule the world and enjoy everything that is taken from the peasants that is you and I. And Christy Nome is in on this deal, and she knows what she is doing. Now that should concern you and I in a very huge way. Because if they can take your land, and if they can take my land, at the whim of a few elites, of a few business moguls, then we have cause for concern. Should we be concerned about Christy Nolan? Well, what's her salary right now as governor? She just granted herself a pay raise. I believe it was July 1st. And she is now making as governor of South Dakota $130,000. Now, I just wonder what Christy Noem's portfolio might look like in five years. I mean, aren't you a little bit curious about what has happened here? Why is she so invested in the Green New Deal? Because that's what it really comes down to. Is she really serving the people of South Dakota? Or is she serving a select few who want to seize private property supposedly for public use when only the very few will benefit from it? her being one of them. The question we have to ask is at what point does the government justify stealing personal property for the public good? And who defines what is public good? But let me tell you, I'm concerned because Noam's silence on this whole issue when questioned tells us that her constituent landowners 
are not being heard. Their land is being stolen from them by a carbon pipeline company that serves the Green New Deal crime ring. And what does Christie say? Nothing. I really am concerned. She supports a bill that shackles BLM. She invests in an ethanol, that's alcohol, a two-carbon alcohol that can be converted to ethane, which is a two-carbon gas. Methane is a one-carbon gas, natural gas. Ethane has another carbon. But Christy Noem has invested in this plant. Now, that's very, very concerning. She is in on something. Why is she partaking of this? I don't know. But I'm looking for all the facts. I suspect, and of course, nobody knows for sure, but I suspect that Governor Noam could just be negotiating a sweet retirement deal. Maybe she is being paid off a great sum to allow this pipeline to be laid. How is she rationalizing this behavior? I don't know. But you can imagine in your own humanity how compromise can be so easy for all of us. Now, Greg Price on Twitter recently tweeted about Christie's eminent domain issues. And I think it tells us a lot about where Christie Noem's heart lies. And that concerns me. In fact, it concerns me so much that I wrote an article called The Enigma of Where Christy Noem's Heart Lies that will be airing this weekend. This will come out this weekend, and I encourage you to read it because it spells out what the real issue is with Christy Noem. But if Daniel Horowitz is right, Christy Noem, you will pay a price. Now, let's get back to this tweet from Greg Price. When confronted by a local South Dakota farmer named Jared Bosley, he's one of over 80 landowners who are going to be affected by having his land stolen, and therefore they are involved in lawsuits trying to oppose this right now. This farmer in South Dakota called Christy Noem to talk to her about the issue and said, hey, can't you do something about this? What is going on here? You're the governor of South Dakota. What are you doing? Why are you allowing them to do this? A shady business dealing from the get-go, and you're okay with that? Well, obviously, a good governor would at least sympathize and empathize with a person who is about to lose everything that they have worked for, their property being taken from them, they must move and find a new home. Come on, this is serious business. And what does Christy Noem say? She says, it's out of my hands. In other words, I don't have any power. I can't do anything about this. And then she exposes her heart. Because a little later in the conversation, she asked 
Am I supposed to fight all your battles? Whoa. Whoa, Christy. And then the conversation ends. Um, no, Christy, you're not supposed to fight all the people's battles. But this battle? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Bosley, the farmer, called it a slap in the face when she said that to him. And he is absolutely right. This is Christy Nome, who has had a pretty good track record through the years of her term as governor of South Dakota. Okay, she, I thought, was sterling during the pandemic. She refused the propaganda of coronamania. And South Dakotans were a blessed people because of it. Christy Nome historically has been an advocate, a staunch advocate for the Constitution and for individual human rights. So why now, Christy? Why all of a sudden would you compromise your integrity and throw your own people to the wolves? Is it money that you were serving? Is this the God that you are bowing down to? If it is, have mercy on your soul. Somebody, because God won't. But maybe we should ask ourselves, are we overreacting? Am I overstating an issue here? Come on. I mean, is private property really that sacred? I mean, they've told us that we will own nothing and still be happy, right? The, those were the words of Klaus Schwab. But is private property sacred? Is it something valuable? Well, our nation's founders certainly thought so. John Locke, remember, his original, his original words that Thomas Jefferson uh, borrowed and modified a little bit, John Locke's words included the most cherished pursuits of life, liberty, and property, not the pursuit of happiness. Although John Locke did discuss the pursuit of happiness, but life, liberty, and property. So obviously, private property, ownership of things, material things, has some value to us human beings, and it is tied into the laws of liberty, of individual freedom, free rights. Anyone who has owned property knows its value. I don't care what the property is. It might be a parcel of land. It might be uh, uh, your guns. It might be whatever your hobby is, your delight. What is it that you cherish? It could be a family keepsake. But property means ownership. And ownership brings joy if the object is not worshipped. It is the fruits of our labor, or it is a gift, perhaps. But ownership is important. It has value. That's why we have the Eighth Commandment. You shall not steal, right? Don't steal your neighbor's property. Don't even covet it, we are told. The next commandment. Property, however small, brings happiness by being able to claim 
It belongs to me. Now, Christy Nome is okay with allowing North Dakota or South Dakota residents to be swindled, to have their property stolen from them for what? A crucial infrastructure? No, a carbon dioxide pipeline. This is bogus. I won't discuss the science of it right now, but I'm telling you it is bogus. It is purely fictitious pseudoscience. It is nonsense, and it supports the most evil agendas of our time, the Green New Deal. Okay, so I'll admit it. That makes me very angry. It is wrong. I think that Christy Noam may have sold her soul. She is in on this Agenda 2030. She has connected herself, aligned herself with the enemy. And that really does bother me. And I hope it bothers you too. Because once upon a time, this land was your land. This land was my land from coast to coast, from shore to shore. What shall we do about it? What shall we say? Can we do anything about it? I'll take a short pause and I will discuss this further. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution Cofix RX. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix RX nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code out loud at cofixrx.com. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like Freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be, with a company that shares your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years, but our diet and the way we eat has, creating an environment in your mouth for bacteria to wreak havoc on your teeth and gums. For better oral health, get Spry Dental Defense, an oral care line designed to combat acid-creating bacteria. The toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and gum all contain xylitol, a natural ingredient shown to dramatically improve oral health. 
Spry can be found online and at all fine natural retailers. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. AmericaOutloud.com. Seven amazing years. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio, liberty and justice for all. Welcome back to Unity Without Compromise. This is Dr. Steve LaTulip. Please remember that my show airs on Saturday and Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. It then goes to podcasts along with the articles that I write, and there have been many recently and likely to be many more in the future. Go there to americaoutloud.news, that's N-E-W-S, for my prior podcasts, for articles on current events in America and abroad. We've got some amazing patriots. We don't always agree. We think differently on certain issues, but at the heart of every America Out Loud Patriot is a desire to save America, and that we must respect, we must listen to the messages, and we must do our part in saving America. So you can help us by doing that uh, in sharing these articles and sharing the the issues that we discuss and relate them to friends, win those over who are on the fence, because we are at the crossroads in America. It is as simple as that. What we need to do is get the word out. You need to know the facts. You need to know what it means, every issue, every aspect of current events, and ultimately, what can you do about it? Well, I've been discussing primarily the issue of land, of property ownership, and I want to sing that song, This Land is Your Land. This Land is My Land. But that is no longer the case, and we are being pilfered of our land, of all our property, in so many ways it's hard to imagine. It just boggles the mind. But when our trusted politicians, those governors, those legislators, those senators who have been stalwarts in uh, in bolstering the Constitution, when they begin to compromise, then we know we're in trouble. And this most certainly seems to be the case with South Dakota's Governor Kristi Noem. It breaks my heart. Kristi Noem supports H.R. 3397 
a bill that shackles the Bureau of Land Management from rising issues, from raising any issues of conservation and landscape health. In other words, to heck with the environment. It doesn't matter. Now, that flies in the face of what they claim to cherish. You know, it's all about saving the globe. But a conservative, Christy Noam, supports H.R. 3397, which says it's okay to stir up the landscape, make it look a little more ugly, because it's serving a good cause, you know. She signed legislation to tax carbon dioxide pipelines. That's going to generate some money, isn't it? Christy Noam has invested herself in an ethanol plant that serves a carbon pipeline interest, which in turn serves the 2030 Green New Deal agenda. That is concerning. And now she ignores the plight of her own constituents in South Dakota. She says, it's out of my hands. What can I do? I'm only the governor of the state. Excuse me. You are the governor and you don't know your powers to rule your state according to the Constitution? I don't buy it, Christy. She says, am I supposed to fight all your battles? And that question exposes her heart fully. And I am saddened for Christy Nome. And I have been praying for a change of heart in Christy Nome. Because those words are blaringly a compromised soul. That is the message that she speaks to all Americans. Such a sad issue when you see a good patriot compromise their own soul. Selling out. The selling out of America requires the selling out of our souls. And we all have to realize that both individually and collectively. And let me tell you, there's a lot of examples. It's not just Christy Nome who has compromised herself. There's a lot of great examples. Some of the examples are blaring. Anthony Fauci, a so-called doctor who has never treated patients, but who managed to propagate and fund a global genocide, and he smirks, and he smiles about it when he talks about it, and he will lie to your face again and again and again. Get the shots. Get the shots. They'll save you. They're safe and effective. Put on one mask. Wear two masks. No, three masks are better. This guy is full of nonsense. This is science fiction. That's all that he is propagating. He is a blaring example of selling out one's soul. There's Joe Biden. Need I say anything in this compromised individual? Nancy Pelosi. Can you imagine what such people are going to say when they are face to face with their creator, with the judge of the entire world? It's not going to be pretty. John Kerry, who is the new guru of green and of a green world, right? He knows nothing about science. He's an idiot. He has no true scientific knowledge. 
He broadcasts lies all day long. He is fully compromised. So is Mitt Romney, supposedly a Republican in Utah. Give me a break. This guy is pathetic. He is a rodent in the swamp who needs to be stopped. But there are some middle-of-the-road examples of compromising the soul. And in doing so, we are selling America's property individually. Those who tolerate evil, it doesn't matter what form it's in. If you tolerate abortion, you are contributing to the enemy's agenda. If you are okay with all the pornography that is pouring into our children's schools, if you're okay with the child abuse, the sex trafficking that is so greatly being exploited all across the world by Hollywood elites, by top government officials, if you've been silent on those issues, you are compromising your soul. Now, these kind of compromises, you know, they all are going to have their price. But let me tell you, there are subtle compromises. People that I truly actually feel sorry for, my heart goes out to them because they do not have the strength of character to resist the compromise. They seem to not be able to be delivered from a compromising situation. But those who comply with evil for expediency, they too are compromisers and they are selling out their most cherished possession themselves. I can give you a few examples in Madison right now on that aspect. There was recently a resident physician who on one of my doctor's threads expressed a dilemma that she has. She is a medical doctor. She has graduated from medical school. So she's got all the debt of medical school to pay off. She is in her entering residency and she apparently is being pressured to take the messenger RNA so-called vaccine. And she does not want to do it because it is, and she knows it, a toxic bioweapon. It is a risk to her life. So she asks, on the doctor's thread, should I apply for a medical or a religious exemption? Yeah, what's the better way to go here? Say what? Say what? These exemptions are ridiculous. They are compromised. We already have an exemption. It is called the United States Constitution that protects our most personal private possession, our bodies. Right? So what's with all these doctors writing for exemptions? Religious? Medical? See, we are playing into the enemy's hands. That's exactly what they want to do. They want us to bow down to, the, bow down to them, to serve them, to be in servitude so that we do what they say we follow their rules or we don't play. Well, maybe it's time to stop playing and start fighting. Maybe. Because this is just 
flat wrong. We always have a choice to do what is right. How many other compromises have I heard, even among my own colleagues, other physicians? Oh, I'll wear a mask because we can't win this one. Forget it. Don't even try. Give up. We don't have the strength. We don't have the numbers. Excuse me on that one, too. We are doctors, are we not? Medical doctors who've had an awful lot of training. Do we not know true science, the best science, the best evidence from science fiction? Can we not discern that? Must we become enablers of evil even when we know the truth and we are willing to compromise the truth? And then there's all those doctors out there, all these medical doctors, nurse practitioners, physician assistants, naturopaths, whatever you are, chiropractors, whoever you are, many, many of you, most of you by far have been silent in the storm of evil that is assaulting the world right now. Everyone is looking to save their own hide. And because of that, the world suffers greatly. See, Satan knows this. He knows that you will compromise, and he uses this abundantly against us. In the oldest book of the Bible, in the book of Job, chapter 1, verse 11, Satan is putting up a little wager with God. And Satan says, but now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, Job, he's referring to, and he will surely curse you to your face. Well, Job lost an awful lot, all of his property, his possessions, or the great majority of it. Yet he did not curse God. And then in Job chapter 2, verses 4 and 5, oh, well, well, God, says Satan, skin for skin. Yes, all that a man has, he will give for his life. But stretch out your hand now and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will surely curse you to your face. Oh, yeah, touch his body, God. See what he does if you bring pain and suffering to him personally. Then watch him curse you to your face. That's what the accuser is saying to every one of us. Now, let's ask the question. Satan said those words. Are his words true? Well, you know, sadly, for the most part, yes. But it is not true for all. Job never cursed God. In his humanity, he questioned God, but he never cursed him. He never compromised his integrity. What I'm saying is there are a few people who would rather die than sell out and sell their soul. There have been plenty of Christians around the world who were martyred because they did not renounce Jesus Christ, their Lord and Savior. Even when they resided in a land where Christianity is accursed. Some people were totally ruined, had all of their possessions taken from them, lost all they had because they refused 
to compromise on principles. They had integrity and they resisted to compromise all issues of morality. Some good people have been imprisoned because they took a stand and they did not back down, would not back down against principles of human rights. Look at the J6 hostages. They are abused in every way. Their lives have been utterly destroyed. And we have allowed that to happen. But let's cover the, the entire spectrum here. Some people take a stand and they actually thrive. Look at Tucker Carlson. I think he's a great example of that. I admire the guy. He has stood strong. He has stood his ground. He continues to speak the truth without compromise, at least to the best of my knowledge. And he's doing very well because he stood for the truth. I admire this guy. We need more people like him. And if more people would thrive and benefit from taking a stand, I'm sure that would happen. But you never know which way it is going to go. You could lose your life or you could prosper and flourish because you took a stand. Either way, doing the right thing is what counts. Yes, Satan, it's a fact. You spoke the truth. True, uncompromising leaders are rare. Governor Noam has proven that. She is compromised. And I pray that she repents. I pray that she changes her mind and says it's not worth it. And we'll know. You will see it on her face. You will see it in her demeanor. When you lose your integrity, willfully giving up a part of your soul, something is lost and the world sees it readily. You know when you've made a right choice, because right after you make that right choice, you feel really good about it. But then might come the real heavy persecution. Can you say I would still do it again? I hope so. But it isn't easy. We have two Republicans running for president right now, Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis, the two prominent ones. Which of these are more likely to be bought out or is one already bought out already? I'll let you evaluate that and decide that. But ask the question, who is more likely to compromise based on the evidence? just simply based on the evidence and try to be objective. Don't let emotions blind you from seeing the truth because we have a duty to evaluate those whom we plan to vote for to represent we, the people. And if we choose poorly, foolishly, we will pay a price. So we'd better think about who are those true and few rare uncompromising leaders and seek them out and elevate them to positions of authority because that's how we save America. Now, I'll tell you right 
straightforward, I will vote for Donald Trump any day based on his track record, which continues to this day. He is an uncompromised soul. He's not a perfect man by any means. He has a mouth on him. His demeanors don't appeal to everybody. Maybe they don't appeal to a lot of people. But where is his heart? Because the issue is of the heart. That's the key. That's what we need to understand when it comes to compromising or standing on the truth. You know, a lot of us could very easily pick up a stone and want to throw it at Christy Nome. But before we do that, we need to ask ourselves, maybe looking in the mirror, what kind of a man or what kind of a woman am I? In the Gospel of Mark, chapter 8, verses 36 through 38 are some very, very good words that we should remind ourselves of often. Mark 8, 36 through 38 says, For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him the Son of Man also will be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with his holy angels. Whoa. Those are strong words. Do you see what's at stake here? When we compromise ourselves, when we decide to worship money, even for a short time, so that we can gain a piece of the pie, a part of the world at the expense of our soul, now we are on thin ice. Because whenever we compromise truth, we sell a little bit of our soul. Or maybe we sell all of it because it's a slippery slope. It's hard to defend wrong. And we tend to want to cover up our own sin. We say we are ashamed of the universal laws of righteousness, laws that belong to God, who gave us so many blessings as American people when we choose to give in to evil, whatever form it may take. I am not trying to be your judge here today. I'm a human just like you. I have all the weaknesses and some of the strengths that all of you have. But I do want to encourage you and me to do the right thing, to honor God and to stand on our Bible-based principles, to speak up against evil at every opportunity. And please, please Consider it. Never sell your soul. I don't care how sweet the deal seems to be. When you compromise your own moral values, you destroy your own most precious personal property, and that is yourself. We must be of the mindset that we are here for a purpose we are here for only a short time. And the decisions, the choices that we make today and tomorrow as we breathe the oxygen from the atmosphere, those are the decisions that we will live with, with their consequences for all eternity. 
That's enough to motivate me, and I hope it's enough to motivate you. And I most certainly hope and pray it is enough to make America great again, to make America one nation that belongs to God, that honors God once again. Because only then will we endure peace in the land. Only then will we have liberty and justice for all. To God be the glory. You've been listening to Unity Without Compromise with your host, Dr. Steve Latour. Adieu.